You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope, where you can belong, believe, and be renewed along the way. So here in Natchitoches, when it comes to a new restaurant opening or a new establishment like like Starbucks or or the new Chick Fil A or you know. Uh, 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 these these restaurants that come and we're glad that they come. I mean, a small town like Natchitoches, but it's also a college town. It's it's great to have these these um, options available to us. But it seems like we wait forever. Like they announce like this this new business or this new restaurant is coming to town, and everyone gets excited. And then you wait, and then they start the uh, construction, and then you wait. And then it's like the, the the construction is finally finished, and they have an announcement like like opening, and they have a date, and you're excited, but you wait. And then it's like two weeks later, you're still waiting because the lines are so long to get into this new place. That's just the reality of this. On a scale of like one to five, how good are you at waiting? Like one is like I am I am no I cannot wait. I I am the most impatient person ever. And five being I'm pretty chill. Like where are you on that scale? And and, and most of us. Most of us are probably not very good at the chill part, right? We we don't like to wait a lot for things in our culture. Um, but what is something worth waiting for? What is something that would be worth waiting for? Today we're we're kicking off a brand new series. We're calling Forty, and it's about this the number forty, and, and that's just kind of our kind of our metaphor we're using um, for 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 our thinking about. Prayer, a season of prayer and fasting, and and really, when we look at the scriptures, there's the number forty is used throughout the Bible narrative to mean like forty days, forty years. You see it repeated um, all throughout the scripture, like and, like something happened. It was forty days or forty years, and in, in the scriptures, forty is symbolic many times for wholeness, or, or literally means the full amount. Sometimes, sometimes the 40 days or the 40 years, they're, they're literal. Absolutely, they're literal. And I'm not saying they're not. But sometimes they are symbolic for what God does during a particular season. The number 40 often symbolizes God bringing transformation through a specific season. So, so for, for many, there, there's this annual celebration called Lent, which is considered 40 days that lead up to Easter or Resurrection Sunday. However, it's actually 46 days because you don't count Sundays. So for us, during the 36 days now that are leading up to Resurrection Sunday, we're going to be looking for ways to incorporate prayer into your daily life and how to enhance and intensify your prayer life. We're, we're going to be uh, doing this. Every week, we're going to walk through a few verses of Psalm 40 together as our guide. So let's start today with the first three verses of Psalm 40. Now, this is a Psalm of David. He's the king of Israel. And this is him. It's basically a song of praise for answered prayer. And the psalm says, basically saying, you've answered my prayer and I'm singing a new song. Let's, let's see how it begins. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on solid ground and, I, and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what, what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. So here's our big idea for this first installment of this series, 40. Waiting for answered prayer strengthens your prayer life. Waiting for answered prayer strengthens your prayer life. It actually strengthens you spiritually. Today, this is about 
I waited patiently for the Lord. And we're going to use PRAY, P-R-A-Y, as an acronym that will we'll discover the beauty of waiting in the midst of, of, of the seasons that we find ourselves waiting that we don't like. First of all, prayer is preparing yourself. Prayer is preparing yourself. Think about a prayer posture. I want you to do this real quick. Just take your hands and hold them close to your chest. Hold them, like cross them over, cross them over your chest real quick. And just think of this as a prayer posture, like praying with your eyes closed and head bowed and your arms closed across your chest. Maybe you don't pray this way often, but I know some of us do pray this way. And when we pray, this is a way of preparing yourself. You have your hands over your heart. You have your hands close to your body. When we pray, what could we possibly be preparing for as we pray? A lot of different answers you could probably come up with. Let's look a little bit deeper here, how, how, how prayer is actually preparing yourself. Because the words waited patiently is actually one word. And we're going to look at this one word, kavah, in the ancient Hebrew language. We're going to look at it all, all throughout our time together today. Because this word is translated with several different meanings. Like it's, it's, it's this, this word, it means waited patiently. But, there's another, but, but part of the definition is to collect like to collect, like to collect yourself, to, to bring your hands in close to yourself. It's the imagery of hands bringing in, bringing things together in preparation to be used. That's, that's kind of the imagery that comes to mind here. So the truth is, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but, but prayer prepares us for whatever we might face. Ephesians 6 uh, verses 10 through 18 talks about how we being prepared is putting on the full armor of God. But here's how it wraps up. Ephesians six eighteen says that you put on the full armor of God and pray at all times and in every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all Christians everywhere. See, see, prayer keeps us standing firm when the waves crashing against our lives could seem overwhelming. Prayer keeps us in a state of readiness for whatever comes against us. Hudson Taylor was a, a, a great British missionary to China in the 1800s, and he said this, When we work, we work. When we pray, God works. Did you catch that? When we work, we work. When we pray, God works. He's not saying don't work. He's saying let's prepare by praying. Prayer prepares you for what God wants to do in your life and through your life. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than, than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So I'm, I'm good at imagining and dreaming, dreaming and hoping for. It's like this, this says he, he, immeasurably more. This is the God who can do immeasurably more. He's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, imagine, or dream, or hope for. And I'm good at those things. I'm, I'm a dreamer. But here's what I've discovered. Prayer connects our dreams to God's power. I, I don't, I don't want to just imagine and dream. I want to be used of God. I don't want to just be a dreamer. I want to be someone who's, who's got the power of God to actually go forth in the dreams that God gives us. See, and prayer prepares us to be used by God. Look at it, like, just look at the first Christians for a minute. Like in, in this uh, book of Acts, uh, we see that in Acts 1, verse 4, Jesus instructs his followers to wait. He gives them, a, he's like, here's, what, here's what's going to happen. Here's some things that are going to happen. And a part of these instructions are, you wait. I want you to wait. I want you to gather together. I want you to pray. I want you to fast. I want you to wait. In Acts 2, 42, we see that, 
while they were waiting, they prayed. See, they're waiting. In Acts 1-4, Jesus says, wait. Next chapter over, they're waiting and they're praying. While they waited, they prayed. Then one verse later, it says in Acts 2.43 that when they prayed, they were changed. They were changed in a major way. The Holy Spirit came and did something amazing in Acts chapter 2. And you get to verse 47, and it says, and we see that as they, as they were changed, people were saved. Jesus instructs his followers to wait. While waiting, they prayed. When they prayed, they were changed. And as they changed, people were saved. See, this is what what it's all about. When you wait patiently for the Lord in prayer, you are preparing yourself for whatever mission God has for you. So prayer is 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 that. But prayer is also relying on God. Prayer is relying on God. Like like think of the the most common prayer posture, right? Uh, prayer posture. <laughs> your your hands clasped together, right? You could just do this real quick. Take your hands, hold them together. Cr- you know, clasp those fingers together in like the traditional thought of like a prayer posture. And just, you know, can you close your eyes and just imagine, you know, praying and calling out to God and lifting your lifting your, your voice up in prayer with your hands clasped together. This is a way of re- a symbolism of relying on God. When when uh, do you have someone who, who you can rely on to give you good advice? Like, who is that? You can rely on in your life for wise advice. Someone in your life who is like like the lean on me person, you know, lean on me when you're not strong, right? See, in prayer, we lean on God. We need people in our lives to lean on, to rely on. And in prayer, we lean on God. Look at another meaning of the Hebrew word kaval, waited patiently, is to bind together, such as hand in hand with God, hand in hand with each other, relying on his strength. That your hands clasped together reminds us that we are relying on God, and God binds us together. We're binded together with God as we pray. See, prayer isn't just about your needs. It's about your need to connect with our Creator. And when we pray, we get to speak and listen and acknowledge our dependence on God. So uh, some specific things happen when we rely on God in prayer. First of all, the time between request and answer is focused, purposeful time. When we are truly relying on God, the time between our request and the answer, and we know sometimes it's a long time, it's focused, purposeful time. This alleviates anxiety. It instills peace in us to realize this. Another thing that happens is this, this, this waiting patiently, this, this time of relying upon God allows us to embrace that God has a plan. God has a plan. We can embrace that. And relying on Him, we seek and find that plan. We always wonder, like, what is God's plan for my life? What's the plan? What's the purpose here? And when we rely on God in prayer, this is what happens. We, we embrace that God has a plan. And relying on God in prayer changes us. It absolutely changes us. Prayer, prayer is soul satisfying. Prayer is life changing. And when I spend time with Jesus, he changes me. Prayer, this is why Psalm 40 is so beautiful. It's a, it's a new song of preparing and relying on God in prayer. Prayer is also anticipation of what's coming. Think of uh, the prayer posture again, of like hands open, receiving. Like, like hold your palms up. Their hands straight out in front of you and your palms upward. Like you're receiving a gift. Like you're receiving something. You see, our children know that as a parent that we will respond to their requests. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes not now. But we're going to respond to their requests. It's like my, my son Christian, who is now an adult. But when he was when he was a child, when he was a kid, he would pray, Lord, every night we would have prayers. And he would say, he, he prayed, God, give me a baby brother. 
it took like a good 13 years <laughs> between him and his and his and his brother his two brothers came along but he would pray lord give me god god would you give me a brother i remember him praying like god we had a cat at the time and that was our, it was our pet it was a cat and he would say god thank you for my cat and for my dog when i get one he prayed with anticipation and we did get a dog his name was bud and bud is our dog to this day and he's he's uh he's part of the family Thank you for my cat and for my dog when I get one. See, children know a surefire way to not get something is to not ask. So they ask. I wonder why we don't ask our Heavenly Father like that. Have you ever felt like like your prayers just bouncing off the ceiling so you thought, what's the point? Now think about it. Where is God? When you're praying and your prayers are bouncing off the sea, God is is God up in the sky somewhere far beyond our reach and you're just you're you're trying to like send a mental message through prayer? Or is God right there in the room with you? And that prayer, if it bounces off the ceiling and stays right there in the room with you, guess what? God is right there with you. He's not somewhere else. So this is also a part of waiting patiently for the Lord. The Hebrew word kaval also means to expect. To collect, to bind together, to, to bring in, and to expect. The, the psalmist, King David, says, I waited patiently. I waited patiently. He says, I, I prayed with urgency. I prayed with faith. I prayed with great anticipation, but I waited patiently. Jesus urges us to pray this way. Jesus says in Matthew 7, verse 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Jesus says, while you're waiting, wait with anticipation and expectation of what's coming. We should celebrate answered prayers and declare how amazing and perfect and awesome our God is. And when God answers prayer, I, I'm not excited because I'm surprised. I'm excited because I've been in full of anticipation of what I'm now experiencing. I'm not surprised when God answers prayer. I'm, I'm excited because I've been anticipating this moment. That's why I'm excited. But we're doing, we're, we're here, we're basically talking about faith, praying in anticipation of what's coming. We're talking about faith and faith is the foundation of prayer. An early church father named Clement of Alexandria, he said, faith is voluntary anticipation. <laughs> faith is voluntary anticipation. Psalm 40 is a prayer of faith. It's a song of preparing, relying, anticipating. And prayer is yielding to God's will. Prayer is yielding to God's will. Think about one more prayer posture. Praying with your hands open, like raised up, like you're giving like you're, you're giving uh, 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 two handfuls of yourself to God. And you're just, uh, you know, think of that. And even do it. Close your eyes. Hold your hands out. And not just in front of you, but raise them up. And hold them up as if you're, you're giving something to heaven. Think about yielding. Like when somebody says, you know, put them up. Stick up your hands. You yield, right? You, you put your hands up. To yield means to say you first. You have the right of way. That's what it means to yield. You have the right of way. When we yield to God in prayer, we're saying, God, you have the right of way. And one more word, uh, one more look at the word, kaval, waited patiently, it reveals that it also means to be still. And it's all these, it has all these nuances to this word that we translate as waiting, I, I, waiting patiently for God. And waiting patiently includes this, be still. This is, this is what you do when you yield. You be still and know God, and He is God, and God, you have your way. Yielding is when you stop talking and you wait and you listen and, you, and you're seeking to hear from God. Yielding comes after telling God all your plans and opinions and dreams, and then you say, you know what? I've told you all my dreams. Everything, God, here's, here's what I want. Now, 
your will be done. That's yielding. Whatever your will is, that's what I desire. I desire more of that. A couple of definitions for this word yield. First of all, to surrender to a superior authority. To yield means to surrender to a superior authority. Like we yield in prayer. (laughs) We're, We're proclaiming Jesus as king. Yielding is an act of worship. But yield is also, it, uh, it also means to produce fruit. It's a, it's a crop. It's a harvest. A harvest is referred to as a yield. When we yield in prayer, he brings the harvest, and our prayers, our lives, will produce fruit. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This word, delight, again, this is originally written in the Hebrew language. This word is anag. And anag literally means pliable or moldable. When you make yourself pliable or moldable to the Lord, delighting in the Lord is to assume a yielded position before Him. I am moldable. I am pliable, Lord. Yielding is for our good because because we don't have to carry the weight of the issue or have to try to manipulate the outcome. You may not get what you want when you pray, but you will receive what you need. And what God desires is to bless you with that, whatever it is you need. Look what happens when we pray this way. Back to Psalm 40. Awaited patiently for the Lord. Here's what happens when we pray this way. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. To think that the God of the universe wants to hear from us and to speak to us, this is huge. This is, it's powerful. And yet, and yet we're guilty of not taking time or making time to enter into this conversation with the God of the universe daily. Waiting for answered prayer strengthens your prayer life. Your, your, your challenge this week is to begin to break the bad habit of not praying <laughs> and, and, and to, and to not, wait, not be waiting patiently on the Lord and to begin the godly habit of preparing for God, relying upon God, anticipating the presence of God and yielding to the will of God. So start, here's a next step. Start a prayer journal. Make this your next step. And if you already have a prayer journal, then then keep stepping. (laughs) Start a prayer journal by reflecting how your prayers are prayers of preparation, relying, anticipation, and yielding to God. Where where are you preparing? How How are you preparing in prayer? How is prayer preparing you? How, is, how are you relying on God? How are you trusting in God in prayer? How are you anticipating? How are you having faith and have an expectation of the answer? And where are you yielding or where do you need to yield to God in prayer? Lord, help us to pray. Help us to take this, this season and this moment, Lord, to, to be reminded of the importance and the power of prayer. And Lord, we come before you and we, we, we thank you, Lord, that we have the, this this tremendous blessing that we can come before the God of all creation and talk to you and listen to you and hear from you. So Lord, help us as we pray, Lord, to prepare ourselves for what you have for us, to fully rely on you, God, and trust you and take the steps that you put before us with anticipation of what's coming. Lord, help us to not be discouraged. Help us to not not give up but Lord, to have an expectation and anticipation of what you're going to do. 
And Lord, Lord, help us to stay yielded to you, your will. Because Lord, all of this to say, not our will, but yours be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.